get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, Tanner Hendrickson and Grant Francis. I'm Brandon Kylie. Happy to go out to the 101 ESPN hotline. And when I see this man's name on our guest list, it means that it is officially college football season. Bill Connolly joining us here on the show. You can read his work at ESPN.com and follow him on Twitter at ESPN underscore Bill C. Bill, we appreciate the time as always, man. This is officially the busy season for you. How you doing, my man? <laughs> I'm doing well. How about you? Uh, Doing really well. So let's start out with the obvious here locally, and that is with the Missouri Tigers. Um, It is kind of put up or shut up time in a way for Eli Drinkwitz. He's recruited well. We've seen some success on the field. What is your level of anticipation for this Missouri football team? Is there reason to be excited? Well, I mean, I think so. Like, basically, <laughs> we're at a point here where, I mean, he, he entered last season. Twelve months ago, he entered, uh, you know, season three with two humongous questions. He hadn't figured out his path on defense yet, and he hadn't figured out his quarterback. And at the very least, one of those two hmm. uh, directions is kind of set. Uh, the defense was outstanding to get with Blake Baker, and there's really no reason to think it will be – all that much worse this year with all the main or almost all of the main components last year back. Obviously the pass rush gets a little bit of a retooling. So we'll see how they handle that, but the secondary should be great. The linebackers are among the best in the SEC. Um, And so that's one, (laughs) that's one, you know, box checked. And on the other side, we still don't know about the quarterback. We know that the running backs should be as good or better than last season. The receiving core is still pretty exciting, even without Dominic Lovett. And it should be the best or at least the least, average offensive line that he's had so far and that's all pointed in the right direction we just you know he's on year four here and and he was an offensive coach and an offensive coordinator and and a quarterback's guy and he hasn't figured out the quarterback position yet we have to see if he's figured it out now well with that being said bill what do you think the ceiling is for missouri then this year if they've got some of these question marks on offense that you're just talking about well i mean i think if if they improve at the quarterback position, which, you know, whether that's because Brady Cook was injured all last year and he's healthy now and he's more experienced and therefore he's better, or if this better version of Brady Cook is beaten out by Sam Horn, um, either one of those suggests that there will be decent improvement at the quarterback position. And if there is, I mean, you're looking at a schedule where obviously the trip to Georgia is a loss. Even, even if you assume that the home game against Tennessee is also a loss, um, you know, home against LSU too. You're still looking at nine games that are either projected wins or pretty close to it, and and that doesn't mean they're going to win all nine of those games. But when you're talking about ceilings, it's not hard to talk yourself into an eight or nine game ceiling for this team, which will obviously be the best uh, record in a while. If the quarterback position doesn't improve, 
we're looking straight at another race to get to six and six. And, you know, eventually Missouri fans maybe get tired of that. But um, but but that kind of seems like where the stakes are right now. If they've got a quarterback, there are a lot of teams, a lot of wins on this schedule. Uh, and if they're still pretty mediocre there, you know, less so. It's funny how similar right now, Bill, the Missouri and Illinois football programs are. Now, Illinois is much more advanced on the offensive line. And philosophically speaking, they, they look at things a little bit differently. But Illinois has a great defense. They're bringing back a ton of talent in their front seven. And they have a real question at quarterback. And they've got to replace Chase Brown. When you think about which team is more likely to finish the year top 25 ranked, Bill, taking into account schedules, talent, everything, who do you think it is, Missouri or Illinois? Well, it's funny. I mean, they, Illinois obviously uh, had a lovely season last year, but with everything they lost, um, you know, they still have plenty of defensive talent, but that secondary was absolutely incredible and got just, you know, nuked by attrition and losing that and Chase Brown and your quarterback. Um, they are projected to fall back a little bit. And basically Missouri and Illinois, are, in terms of my, like my FP plus uh, projections, they're almost exactly the same spot right now. Missouri's actually uh, projected to catch up and pass them by a little bit. But if you're talking about maybe who has the better pass, um, you know, you can certainly make a case for Illinois at the very least. You know, the Penn State game early in the year, maybe that one's too tricky. But otherwise, they're projected favorites in five of the first six games of the year, and then they have a bunch of toss-ups after that, either toss-ups or extremely winnable home games against Indiana and Northwestern. So, you know, maybe the ceiling is a little bit higher there, but I do think Missouri probably catches them in terms of quality. And, and if they don't, it, it, you know, they'll have a chance at a, at a very similar record. And, you know, Illinois' schedule might be a little bit easier in that regard. Bill, do you think they have a legitimate shot to win the Big Ten West this year? Uh, honestly, I don't. I, I mean, it, they, they, everything lined up perfectly for them last year to do it. Um, and, and they couldn't get it done, obviously, the, the late-season slide. Um, I do think Wisconsin has a much, much higher ceiling. I think Iowa's got a much, much higher floor, um, and those are probably the two favorites. I mean, after that, like, we've seen plenty of West Division races get super weird, and um, you know, it, it would certainly be just if the last Big Ten West race was super weird. So if Wisconsin doesn't click with this big offensive change, and if Iowa just crumbles under the – the negativity that the program has had at times in recent years, then, I mean, everything opens up from there. Purdue could get into the race. Illinois could get into the race. Uh, I'm not sure I can, uh, you know, offer Nebraska to that list, but Minnesota was already in that race. So there's a lot that could happen, but I think it would take underachievement by both Wisconsin and Iowa. And talk about a division with a lot of programs that are mired in some sort of negativity this offseason. Northwestern, Minnesota, and Iowa. Woof, not ideal. Uh, Bill Connolly is our guest here on 101 ESPN. Bill, earlier today we were going through uh, one of the things that makes me excited about this college football season nationally is all of the returning quarterbacks that we have, like high-level, legitimate, quality starting quarterbacks. You look at this from a numerical stance in a way that I can't and don't. Is this unique in terms of how many high-level quarterbacks that we have coming back, or does it just feel that way on the outside looking in? Well, I think what's interesting about this, I mean, yeah, we always have quarterbacks coming back, but it's a really interesting mix of teams that are good with great quarterbacks and then teams that are programs that are typically great with new quarterbacks. And so if you squint just right, that you could that could open up the title race to any number of 
types of outcomes, whichever of the Pac-12 teams actually plays defense and, and hmm. you know gives Caleb Williams or Bo Nix or Michael Penix Jr. a little bit more help in that regard. That could be, you know, that team could be awesome if you with just like a top 30-ish kind of defense. Um, and then, of course, Michigan, we don't really know what their ceiling is with J.J. McCarthy. He started flashing kind of a higher ceiling late, late, late in the season. Uh, but otherwise was kind of relying on staying on schedule and, and just making, you know, the, the, the safe plays for the most part. But, I mean, I'll, I guess I'll, in the end, a lot of this is just determined by, you know, how does Carson Beck play at Georgia? How does Kyle McCord play or, or Devin Brown at Ohio State? How does whoever, Milrow, Bookner, whoever ends up winning the Alabama job, uh, you know, how do they play? Because we've seen plenty of times that these high-level programs just, you know, plug and play at the quarterback position, put in a new blue chipper, and he's even better than the last one. Doesn't feel like that's happening this year, at least with, Al- with Alabama and Ohio State, but the ceilings there are still higher than anybody else's. And so that's going to kind of dictate it. We're going to have a lot of fun offense to watch. There's no question about that. But I think Alabama and Ohio State at the very least would have to take a, a decent sized step backwards to really, really make things feel pretty chaotic. I was just going to ask you, Bill, is there somebody that is kind of sitting at the top right now when you look at the early season favorites that you could see that really just falls off the table, maybe drops out of the top 25 at the, at the end of the year? Well, I don't know about top 25, although there are plenty of programs that could still be decent but go 8-4, and four, you know, at Texas or Penn State, or even an LSU technically, um, Tennessee maybe. There are a lot of programs that I think are going to be really good, but we're not, we don't usually nail all those teams. Every, t- every year in the AP Top 10, there are like two that end up unranked. Uh, and any of the teams I just mentioned, I think, could it, might not stink by any means, but could at least go like 8-4 and four and narrowly miss out on the Top 25. Bill Connolly is our guest for just another minute or two here on 101 ESPN. Uh, Bill, last year we saw TCU go on just a miraculous run, and that's not something we expect to see every season. That's what made it so special. But if we were going to see a TCU this year, do you have a team that has some of those elements that comes to mind for you? Well, I mean, the funny thing is, I mean, the biggest thing, the, the most common elements there are the fact that they were in the Big 12. And uh, every year there's a team in the Big 12 that comes up with just that right kind of close game formula uh, and rips off a bunch of close wins and either makes the playoff or, or, you know, two years ago, Baylor and Oklahoma State obviously both came really close to making the playoff. Um, and they were exactly the same. They won most of their close games. TCU did the same thing last year problem with that is it's really hard to do that twice and um you know you typically gravity kind of takes over baylor and oklahoma state were both picked to be really good but they just that magic wore off they they went like a combined 13 and 13 last year um i don't think tc is going to do that but it does open the door for a new big 12 contender i I, ignoring texas and oklahoma because it wouldn't feel too much there, there wouldn't be any cinderella going on there right um you do kind of have to look at who you think is going to be the next tier in the Big 12. Do you think Kansas State, they, they were also very good in close games in conference. Uh, can they do that again? Texas Tech was 4-0 in one-score games last year. They're kind of, it really, I, 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 that, that would be such a fun story to follow, but I don't trust them at all to do that again. And so who's left? Oklahoma State, UCF maybe. It's, it's really, the Big 12 is always the most fun race to talk about. It might be less fun if Texas and OU get their act together this year. Uh, but yeah, it, that's the conference that seems to produce those stories. Bill, we'll get you out of here on this. Maybe this team isn't the best team in the country, but you watch so much college football week to week that it can become at times monotonous. 
Who's the team that you're just excited to watch week to week this year? Maybe it's based on a player that you love, the scheme that they play, whatever it is. Who's the team that you're most excited to watch? Well, the Pac-12 quarterbacks really are kind of a story in and of themselves. Oregon is just a delight or, or was increasingly a delight as Bo Nix got his footing last year. Michael Penix Jr. was a, a kind of a, a revelation for the second time in college after doing something similar at Indiana. Uh, so those stories are, are, are certainly kind of jumping off the uh, – the page right now but if you go further down i am very curious about kind of the new hierarchy so to speak in the group of five level Tulane has been two two wins and then two losses the next year but they return a lot smu is fascinating to me this year with all of their transfers on both sides of the ball and the fact that they were already good at offense to begin with troy and like the sunbelt race should be interesting i think there are a lot of really fun stories at that level um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard. Like the PAC 12, I think is going to be, it thinks that the PAC 12 is dying because it's going to kind of infect every broadcast of every game. Yeah. Uh, but just the, the raw entertainment level of that conference this year is going to be amazing. Bill, we're going to be reading all of your work over at ESPN.com. We always appreciate you hopping off, uh, on the show with us. It's going to be a fun college football season. We'll be reading all of it over at ESPN.com. All the best to you. And we'll talk with you again soon, my friend. Sounds good.